This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. All right, the captain, Aaron Judd, spoke today with the assembled media down in Tampa. So let's listen to some of what he had to say. Now, um, he was asked a question. Do you feel more urgency in Soto and Boone's uh, year where both of them are in the last year of their contract? Here's what Judd said. This. We always have a situation where we just traded for a guy or we traded for a guy last season. Now this is his last year with us or, you know, stuff with the manager, you know, different players. But when you play in New York, it's it's every year. The expectation is to win a, win a championship. It doesn't matter who's here, who's not here, who's going to be here. It's just about, you know, putting in the work and doing what we can to, you know, put this team back on top. And, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of the changes we've made throughout the off season, you know, literally I feel like it started in November. November guys were making changes. We're having phone calls, we're having conversations, meetings, and just to see that, you know, commitment from the organization and, you know, the commitment to want to hear from the players, hear from other people, the good, the bad, it's been exciting. So this is the year, but we just got to get out there and play. Now, one of the things that Judge did at the end of last year, he was very forthright about, you know, the the application of the analytics was not quite perfect, you know, almost a philosophical uh, problem with it. And uh, he talked today about um, the discussions he had with Hal Steinberg and Brian Cashman about those changes. I think a lot of it will go unnoticed, but I think we had a lot of great talks in the off season. You know, getting a chance to talk with Hal, you know, getting a chance to talk with Cash a lot. You know, I think you know the time he spent with me and myself and Garrett and kind of all of us, kind of just talking about different things that we value and kind of them explaining what they value. I think it was able to kind of come to a clear answer. But you know, I've always always been a guy about you win games by driving people in. You got to score runs, and you know, RBIs and runs have always mattered to me. It's you know one thing that I try to take pride in, and you know, it may not be something you can measure, but you know, driving a guy in is a skill. So I've always liked having guys that could drive people in. And, you know, when you go out and you go get a Juan Soto, you go get a Verdugo, you get guys that put the ball in play and can drive guys in. I think that makes a statement about, you know, how they believe in things and what they want to do. So I'm, you know, pretty excited about some of the things that happen. You know, I, I like that he said that because, you know, a lot of uh, analytics groups don't put a lot of emphasis or import on RBIs because they say RBIs are just a – um, a product of, of where you're batting and the people in front of you get on. But Judge is saying that there is an art to bringing that run in. You know, to hit a fly ball with a runner on third and one out. or nobody. You know, why, you know why he's saying right. that? Why is that? Because he's watched baseball before. And he's played it. And so I you, think... I mean, you don't even have to play it, honestly. You could, Don, you could literally just have it on your TV. But, you could, but, there are guys but, who are better at doing that than other guys. See, uh, it's so frustrating when we just blanketly say like what the analytics mean that they don't value RBIs. But on a team like the Yankees, you should. Now, I don't value RBIs on a lousy baseball team because no matter how good I am, if nobody's getting on base, I'm not going to be able to drive in 130 runs on a team that stinks. But if I'm on the Yankees and I'm a really good baseball team with a ton of all-stars, then I'm going to value RBIs because there's going to be a ton of guys on when Aaron Judge comes to the bat. Now, if Aaron Judge is playing for a lousy baseball team, Michael, and every time he comes up, nobody's on, then good luck driving in 130 runs. But on the New York Yankees, RBIs should be valued. On a really good baseball team, they should be valued. And that's why, to me, it always seemed a little odd to have Judge bat second. Uh, and I understand that he got about 40 more at-bats per year because of that. But 
you know, in let's say he played 162 games, then 162 games he came up with at the most one guy on base. And that's why one of the reasons I think he wants to bat third. And he talked about, do you want to hit third and Soto second? Man, when you got a guy like Soto, I'd love to hit behind him. You know, if he hits two, you know, or even if, you know, I'm hitting second, he's hitting third and he's driving me in, you know, I'll take either of those outcomes because that means we're scoring runs. So, you know, however Booney's going to come up with, with the lineup, you know, I know he puts a lot of thought into that. You know, he asks a lot of us too as players, like how we feel about certain things. I know he, he knows that matters to us. So I'll be happy anywhere Soto hits. As long as he's in the lineup every day, I'm going to be happy. Great answer. You know, there was some talk that he really wanted to bat third, and I think he does. But he's, you know, he's making it easy for Boone. But I think I think Boone is leaning towards Soto second because he wants righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, you right. know, to balance the lineup. But, you know, it, it just it seems to me a waste. And the, the year they hit 62 home runs, he didn't really have 150 RBIs because, you know, a lot of I think he played 155 games, 155 games. He came up in the first inning with one or nobody on base. So you're wasting 155 opportunities for him to drive in a lot of runs. I wonder what the difference is. I'm sure they've done the numbers, Michael, of how many RBI potentials were lost because of batting third as opposed to second. Because it really only affects the first inning, right? Because then once everything gets mishmashed during the course of the game, you, you, you might have runners on. But in the, the very first inning of the game, the most you can have is just one. But I wonder what the actual numerical value is of and that. I- like and also, even if not in the first inning, Don, the weaker hitters in the lineup are at the bottom of the lineup. So even when you're turning the order over, in all likelihood, you're not going to have as many people on base for him to come up when he's batting second. But he's batting but you third, do build, the first two you, guys can get on. True, but you do usually have your ninth hitter, now that the DH is universal, but before even in just the American League, that was kind of a, a, a lead off of Jace because you wanted to make sure that you had somebody that can get on for like later in the game when your number two hitter might have the potential to getting more batters on as opposed to somebody that didn't have as great an on-base percentage. I'm sure they've done the math, but it really it really is the first inning as far as, yeah, the, the most you can have is one guy on. And if you bat third, yeah, I guess it depends on what team you're on and the, the on-base percentage of the first two guys, but maybe it's negligible. Maybe they've done the work and the at-bats opportunities – um, of the number of at bats are valued more than the the potential of having somebody on. And finally, a judge was asked, "Are you hoping the team makes another move before the season begins?" I hope so. They're always working. You know, that's the thing that's amazing about being here with the Yankees is you know they're always trying to improve. They're always trying to make moves. You know, if it's via trade, if it's via free agency. You know, so I definitely feel like there might be another move on the way, but you never know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's going to be curious. Uh, you know, we had Maddox on earlier. He said he still doesn't think it's 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 too late for a pitcher to get ready for you know the first week of the season. But Snell's still out there. Montgomery's still out there. Clay Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, still out there. J.D. Martinez is still out there. It's it's amazing. Chapman, Matt Chapman's still out there, and spring training is underway, baby. All players reported yesterday. It's just very very odd. So, What's the line uh, to you? What do you mean? What's the date? What's the date to you where signing someone might be just a little bit too late in spring? We can't be close to it yet, right? I so. think I think when the games start, it's Saturday. Because you know, as Maddox said, you have to have five starts to get ready. You're not going to have five starts if you, if because if you sign on Saturday, right? Right. You, you're going to need a week to get ready before you pitch in a game. 
So you're behind the eight ball. It's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. Any team but, that signs this guy, feel, these guys, Don, after you. Saturday, like, you, you're taking a chance. I'm with you, Don. I feel like it could be a little bit longer, depending on who the pro is. Well, and also, you don't necessarily have to start the season in the rotation if it's a little later and they can stay down in Florida and get a simulated game and they may be – you know, pick up uh, the second time through the rotation to jump in rather than, you know, have to be ready for the first week of the season. I I, I think that we can – I'm with you, Michael. I, I don't think you want to do it too late. You certainly don't want to do it in season. But uh, if, 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 if 10 days, two weeks from now somebody were to sign, it might affect their availability for that first rotation through the order. But I, I still think they could be available – early enough in the season to have an impact. Well, I wouldn't have a problem signing Bellinger or Martinez, yeah. you know, two weeks from now. I mean, a hitter needs just three weeks to get ready. It's a pitcher you have to build them up. So the first start is two innings, then the second start is three. But you can't start them the second start till four days after the first start. So you just do the math. Two innings, three innings, four innings, five innings. You want to build the guy up to six innings before, you know, his first start, which I don't even know if that if that's needed anymore because – they don't expect to get six innings out of starters yeah. anymore. That's that's fair. Yeah, too. see, that's the other. Yeah, and and I, and I think you know, I'm sure that you can throw on your own. You know, Blake Snell's been in the league long enough; he knows how to ramp himself up. I mean, he may not face somebody in an exhibition game, but I'm sure he can go somewhere and throw and get his arm ready. So when he jumps into spring training, it's not the first time he's picking up a baseball. Uh, don't know if you guys saw the ratings for you know the All Star game. It's like six million people, and that's why they could throw poop out there on the court and it wouldn't matter there's nothing on opposite it so if you're a sports fan you're going to watch just like the the pro ball which was flag football literally flag football also drew six million that's a big number on tv now yeah i i get well it all depends on what you expect to get they can't right? expect so much more than was, that it was it was a tick better than last year so uh, that that to me is but last year was one of the worst Right, but but at least you've improved off of last year, and I don't think any sport outside of football is going to sneeze at you know five point five million people watching whatever it is. I mean, what do they what 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 does what does um, TNT usually get for a game? Not uh, that sure they probably you know they probably don't get more than like two and a half three million right for for uh, the uh, the doubleheader that they would have. So if they're able to du- almost double that amount for the All Star game, it's not going anywhere. Now that doesn't mean you have to like it. But my question is, are, is there a generation of fans that like it and, and love seeing 200 points and love seeing half-court three-pointers? The old-school guys want more defense, but I'm just wondering, the people that they're catering to, are, are, are they upset? Are they mad at the way the game is played on Sunday? Uh, I, I, you know, even, even though it's not real basketball, Don, it, it, you know, there was an entertaining aspect to it. You know, you see these guys, the athleticism, but it wasn't a real basketball game. So it's, it's, it's all according to what you want, what you're turning the TV right. on for. But I think a lot, and again, I keep talking about like generations, but it seems like the younger generation, which every sport is going after, they're not watching that game to see, you know, that they're a Nick fan wanting to see what Brunson does. They're, they're just, they want to see stars. And what is star, what, what, what is, um, what is Lillard known for? Lillard's known for taking logo three. So take a bunch of them. Points. Everybody's looking for points. It, it, it doesn't entertain me. I, I like the complete sport, but I think there's a whole bunch of people that do appreciate uh, that. Now, Bill James is, is considered the godfather of analytics. You know, he's the one who, you know, with his handbook, I mean, he really was cutting edge. 
And he just he tweeted this out a couple of days ago, and I thought it was interesting because we were talking about what Judd said. And he said, Bill James said, I have to take responsibility for partially or even largely convincing a generation of researchers to write off situational hitting variations as flukes. I may have been wrong to do that. We have vastly better data now than we did 40 years ago. Let's look at the options again. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's like even with, with doctors, people get things wrong. So at the beginning of an analytical revolution, you could say, you know, that's, that's just a fluke if a guy's a good hitter in the clutch. Every player I spoke to believes in hot and believes in um, hitting in the clutch. Everyone, every single Alex Rodriguez, whatever you want to talk to him about, ill-gotten games, uh, gains with the uh, with the PDS. He was one of the greatest players who ever lived. How he got there, let's argue about right. that. He's one of the greatest players who ever lived. He said, anybody who does not believe in hot has well, never picked up a bat and never, ever played in a game. Because when you're hot, well, you have a different feeling at the plate. And if you're a clutch player, you have a different feeling at the plate than another guy. Well, uh, but I, I don't want to get too deep here. But what do they say about scientists? Like a scientist doesn't believe in God because he can't prove God's existence. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of the same theory in analytics. They don't like hot. They don't want to have to talk about hot because they they can't quantify it. They can't put a number on it, like because it because it's it's something that just exists. But they want some kind of numerical value to everything. Like how do you quantify hot, Michael? It comes and goes. Yeah, you know, a player feeling it. Why does he feel like one day the ball is a beach ball and the other day it's a BB? Like it just it just happens. That's how sports works. That's how life works. Some days you feel good. Some days you feel bad. They don't believe in it because they can't prove it. They can't see it coming. They only want to live within the numbers, the things they can absolutely prove. So they completely dismiss the things that they can't. Uh, let's go to the phones, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Bobby in Long Island. Bobby. Yeah, yeah. hi, Michael. Uh, listen, I love you, but, but you know, this judge and jury is really out of control what you and the Yankee brass are talking about last year. You know, Altuve and, and Alvarez missed 70 and 50 games respectively last year. Um, the Tampa Bay, two best start, uh, players, the offensive, best offensive player, Franco and McClanahan, the best starter, both missed the last two months of the year last year. Seagram missed 40 games. The, round, the ground was out for the whole, basically the whole year. You know, Valdi missed a month. It took another month to recover last year. The Dodgers missed four-fifth of their starting rotation last year. I, I, mean, I want to talk about the Yankees this year when it helped Elman in a championship. I just want to get your comment about that before I get to the Yankees starting rotation. Well, I mean, you, you, you just talked about Judge. They, they lost Rizzo. They lost their catcher. They lost uh, Rodon. They lost Cortez. Listen, well, other teams absorb. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, other can, teams absorb uh, losses better than the Yankees right. did. The Yankee farm system was not able to produce next man up last year. So you can't say the injuries didn't have something to do with their poor performance. Yeah, but these four teams that made the, that I talked about all made the playoffs in the end. One, okay, but the Yankees didn't. But they're, so the first, the first or second year that that Boone was there, they had so many injuries. They won over a hundred games. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It, it, it was a tipping point last year. They had too many injuries to significant players. How could you fight okay. that? Okay, he talks about Hell Ben winning on a championship. I mean, the Yankees made, excuse me, 53 starts last year, the two, three, and four starters as of now. And they had a five year rate. That's like 60% of their starts. You mean to tell me, you know, Rodan, we know he's a head case and the arm and shoulder injury history. 
But the thing I'm concerned about, this guy actually admitted having a chronic back issue. Uh, Cortez had two ro- rotator cuff strains. He has a better chance of having shoulder surgery than having bounced back here. You know, the, Stroman hasn't pitched 140 innings the last two years. It had an eight ERA in, in the last 11 starts last year. And Schmidt had a five ERA in the second half. So, I mean, at least two of these three, forget Schmidt, two of the three uh, things have to, you know, come back to where it was. And it's going to be very difficult. I can see him getting to the playoffs with their hitting, but I don't, there's no way they win a championship with this Chinese staff personally constructed. Well, I mean, I would agree. I would agree with you. I'm worried about Cortez because he never got it uh, addressed. You know, he just rested, and you know, what's to say it's not going to come back? I believe that Rodon, the two years prior to becoming a Yankee, he was in the Cy Young top ten voting. The guy can pitch. I don't know why you say he's a head case. He did have the back issue, uh, but the bottom line is, if he's healthy. He's going to be a really, really good pitcher for them, and that will mean a lot. Um, they're hoping that Clark Schmidt will improve uh, after you know his first year in the rotation, but those are important people for the Yankees. Uh, You're absolutely right. Nobody's saying it's a slam dunk. I have never on this show said it's a slam dunk. They're going to win a championship. I'm saying that if everything goes great, they've got a chance. Well, but you know, I don't know what in- you want them to do. They have a $305 million payroll. You want them to go to $400 million and sign Snell and Montgomery? But even that wouldn't guarantee anything, Michael. There are no it's guarantees. A, I, the Dodgers I aren't I know, guaranteed. I don't know what people want because you, you, you take a look at sports in general, and, and the best teams don't always win. There's things that, that happen during the course of the year, not just injuries. And, and, I, and I hate when the, the analytic people talk about the postseason being a crapshoot. But in some cases, it is. I mean, who had the Diamondbacks going to the World Series? With all those great teams in the National League, Michael, the Arizona Diamondbacks make it to the World Series? It's crazy. You know, the Boston Bruins break records for, for, for wins and points in the regular season last year, and they get bounced in the first round. Would anybody be shocked? I know you probably will because you've got UConn against the field. But the reason people take the field is is because things can happen. There could be an injury to the Huskies. Just something knocks them off that don't get, they don't get there. How often does the best team win? Was Kansas City the best team in the NFL this year, Michael? At any point, were they the best team in football? No. And they end up winning the, they end up winning the Super Bowl, right? So that, that's, that's what's working against them is that no matter how much money you spend, no matter how great your team is, sorry, there are no guarantees in sports. I know Yankee fans want some sort of a guarantee. Sign every free agent available. Things can still stop you from winning a championship. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Joe and Hewing. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. By the way, before I ask you my question, I just want to tell you my first Yankee game was July 28, 2022. When Aaron Judge hit that walk-off, it was incredible. Thank you so much for that great call. Cool. So back to my point. Um, Greatest home of my life, by the way. So my question is, (laughs) Soto's now with the Yankees, and... um, and Soto, I mean, uh, Judges, of course, is batting third. And I just wanted to tell you, I really think that the Yankees can really pull it off this season. If these two guys can stay healthy, which obviously Soto has been, you know, I guess he's been healthy for the last few years. He's been very consistent. Judge, I just honestly believe that whatever they do with him on the defense, they just have to be careful with him because, of course, what happened last June, he injured his toe, and then he missed out a few months. In my honest opinion, do you think that the Yankees can really pull it off this season? My honest answer is I think they can. They just got to be very careful with the guys that they put out on the field. Well, I mean, can they? Absolutely. Are they an overwhelming favorite? No. According to Vegas, they're not. And according to my eyes, they're not an overwhelming favorite. (laughs) But they certainly have an avenue to get there if everything goes right. I was just thinking when that caller was talking about it, how many championships they win with A-Rod? 
One, how many did you think they were going to win when they got them? Right. right. You figure they're going to win every year. That's how hard, especially in baseball. So I think all you have to do, you just have to put yourself in a position to get there. And I think they clearly have. Now, will they do it? There's a lot that goes into it. Health, clutch, um, who's hot, who's not, all the things that uh, that we talk about. But all you can ask a general manager and an owner to do is put your team in a position to win. And clearly the Yankees have done that. Hey, New York, it is Peter Rosenberg for Security Dodge, Long Island Ram and Wrangler headquarters right now. You can lease a new 24 Dodge Hornet RT for only $2.99 a month with zero down. That's right, $2.99 a month, zero down, all during the President's Day sales event. Shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. The Dodge Hornet RT is the most powerful compact UV based on 2023 IIHS's compact SUV segment. Latest available competitive information. Quickest based on 0 to 60 time of 5.6 seconds. Most powerful based on 288 horsepower. Best handling based on 0.9 max G skid pad vehicle dynamics rating. A weight distribution of 5248 and car and driver dynamics testing. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. So in a couple of moments, Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, uh, the Teflon GM of the Nets, is going to be uh, speaking to the assembled media in Brooklyn uh, and trying to explain what has gone wrong. I guess the question will be, how did you survive? How do you continue to survive? And, you know, Kevin Ollie is the new coach, uh, at least for the rest of the season. And what happens after that? So that is the, uh, the question that's out there right now. And uh, these are some of the questions he's going to have to answer. And that's why we want to take this live because it's pretty significant what's, what's happened in Brooklyn. I mean, the highs and the lows where they looked like they were going to be a really great team. And it just, it just fell apart for whatever reason. It fell apart. And one of the constants throughout this has been, you know, Sean Marks and Joe Sy. So uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what he's going to say, Don. Yeah, and I don't know if Ollie's got a chance to keep this job. I, I guess if they hold on to the play-in and maybe make some noise, he'd get consideration. Are they going to consider him no matter what? Are they going to look for a big splash? I, I think they need that, Michael. I, 
I know it's about wins and losses, but this team needs something. They, they need a face. That's why I think Van Gundy would be a great hire for them. Put them back on the map. Make them relevant. I, I really think they, they need, need that. I don't know whether Sean Marks believes they need that, but don't you believe they need something a spark, anything? Uh, I, I, I guess, but then you know, the New York Post today had you know, you know, maybe's of of who would be there, and right. Van Gundy wasn't even on the list. No, Mark Jackson was. Uh, Mark Jackson also, I think, would have that kind of splash. JJ Redick was. Okay, a little bit better. Yeah, but you can't keep you know you, you can't keep going after guys that have no experience. I mean, you did that with Nash; it was a disaster. I know, uh, an absolute I, disaster. I know that they don't think this way, and ultimately it's about wins, but you know how the New York landscape is right now. And, and you could make the case that the, maybe the most irrelevant of the nine professional sports franchises right now are the Nets. And if you go out there and you hire somebody like a Jeff Van Gundy, don't you move up a couple of notches? Do people pay attention? People will start to care while you're in the process of trying to figure out a way to win games? I... I it just and plus, I think he's a really good coach. And he could never mind the splash he would make. I think he's a really good coach. All right, while we're waiting on Sean, uh, why don't we take some phone calls? Richard's been on hold a while. Richard in Manhattan, what's up, Richard? Michael, let's uh, hide Michael Don Peter. Let's start a campaign. You know, we always talk about how to speak, right? We don't say RBIs anymore. We say RBI, and we say to New York Football Giants. Instead of the New York Giants. I don't do either of those, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't do either of those. Peter, okay. Don, why do we say spring training? They're not training in spring. They're training in winter. They started a week and a half ago, and their last (laughs) game is around March 20th, March 22nd. The Yankees start the season March 27th, I believe. There's no training in spring. They're ready to go in spring. Why don't we start? Why don't you get in touch with Manfred and say no more spring training? It's going to be called winter training from now on. How about Michael, that? Do we have an not, answer, what, Richard? I will not do it. I will not do it. I refuse to do it. I thank you. I thank you for attempting to get me to. I refuse to do. It. I refuse to lower myself uh, to get into an argument about winter spring spring training. I'm, I just I, because but, I used to go into spring, Don, when the season I, would start on April fifteenth. Yeah, see, that's the answer, right? And why why would you change it? It's it's semantics. I get it. And you know what? His two examples are not good examples. I never say the New York Football Giants, and, and I, I refuse never say to say RBI. RBI. It's it's it's, no, it's, it's, R- it's you know what? It's a geek thing. RBI is <laughs> yeah, a geek and I, thing, and we're not geeky, so we're not going to do that. And I never I never thought about. it. I'm kind of intrigued, but then you just answered it. Back in April fifteenth, they used to start, so there it, it would spill into spring training. It, Richard, I wish I had your kind of time that these are the things that would I uh, allow myself to be bothered by. I, I, I hope his practice is, is thriving. I mean, because these things are be. on his mind. I, I hope there are people in the waiting room ready to get drilled. I just hope. <laughs> I'm going to need that as a drill. Go to, <laughs> go to Manfred and tell him it can't be spring uh, training I, anymore. It's going to be winter training. No, yeah, okay, it's Rob. One thing to be... It's one thing to be curious about it, but then to demand a, ch- a change. And of all the things, if we ever got Rob Manfred on, uh, of all the things we could ask him, what a waste if that was one of the questions that we asked. It's uh, Richard's special. Let's go to Andrew in Queens. Hey, fellas. How are we doing? Great. You? 
uh, it's going to be tough to top that Richard call. Yeah, um, before I get to my uh, question for you, uh, Mike, just want to say quickly, Don, ESPN does a lot of great things, but not having you on their hockey broadcast is complete professional, you know, even better, even better. It's, 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 it's terrible. You're, you're on the payroll already. I don't understand why they don't utilize you on the broadcast, but I appreciate that. Point. But, uh, thank you. So, Michael, question for you. I was watching, I finally got around to watching the captain, uh, the Derek Jeter documentary on ESPN and the, a great documentary. But the main thing that I'm kind of curious about your opinion on uh, being so close to Derek for a while, he ends the documentary saying, you know, I, I wish I enjoyed all the things that all the good things that I got to do throughout my career. But I look back at the ones, the championships that we didn't win. Oh, three. Oh one, uh, oh, and and you know the ALCS in 04. I'm just curious from from being from having so much time with Derek. What's the one that you think he would give up a championship for? Do you think he would rather have 01 or win in 04, and then assumingly win the World Series in 04? Like give up one of his championships? Well, obviously 01 yeah. was special because of what was going on in the world. I think right. You know, losing the 3-0 lead is a blemish that none of the people on that team are ever going to get over. I mean, you kind of got the Red Sox off their snide. So I think that's the one that stings the most. So 2001, it was a valiant effort. They came back in games, uh, you know, four and five, the two unbelievable games at Yankee Stadium. And they were ahead in Game 7. It was it was one of the greatest World Series. But blowing a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox is one that I think they all want back. They, they, they all, and there's no guarantee you win the World Series. I think they do. 2004, was that the Rockies that the Red Sox played or the Cardinals? I think it was the Cardinals. Cardinals. The Yankees Cardinals. would have beaten the Cardinals. So yeah, I, think, I, so I think that's the one they all want back. That's the one you'll never get out from under. That's the answer. That's the answer. Now, listen, 0-1 would have been amazing. Four straight championships. That would have been one heck of a dynasty to be able to do that in this day and age. Or actually, it was 20-something years ago. But still, you know what I mean. Four in a row. And they'd be that close was killer. But you said it best, Michael, when it happened 20 years ago. That if they're if we're playing baseball in year three thousand, and a team's down three games to none, no matter how many times it happens between now and then, the graphic will still have the first time it ever happened in baseball. It happened to the New York Yankees, so it has to be oh four. And 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 you know what? I don't know if it's going to happen again. In all the sports, that is the toughest. It's hard to get on a roll uh, when you have to have four different pitchers step up. And pitch well and, and make up a 3-0 deficit. It's just, it, it's almost impossible. That's why it's only happened once in baseball. But in other sports, it's happened. You can get physical. You can oh. get physical and get on a run. In basketball and hockey, the same thing. But in baseball, to have four terrible pitching performances in a row, or four great ones, it's, 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 it's inconceivable that that happened. Inconceivable. I, it really is. But yeah, I, I think it can happen again, but it, it is, they'll, there's always the first, you know, the first time it ever happened. So, and it's not going to happen enough times where it's not going to matter who did it first. So, if we fast forward to the year 3000, we'll, we'll be on maybe it happening a dozen times. It'll still be the first. I, I can't answer for Derek as close as they came in 01, uh, 04, and, and, and to who it happened to, Michael, right? Yeah, if it happened to the then Indians, okay, it stinks, but, but it didn't happen to the Red Sox. Uh, you never get out from under that. The, the, the world has not been the same since. <laughs> it is crazy. It oh, is, by the uh, way, Don, a friend uh, of mine just said more, more fodder for Richard. The winter meetings are technically in the fall. <laughs> Why aren't they the fall meetings? <sighs> 
It is a good point. I, I and also, know. if you're training, maybe there's training for the spring. Not that they're training in the spring. They're training for the spring. This is more than I've ever thought about it. And it's this Richard's seg- fault. And it, well, actually, it's it's Richard's fault and it's Sean Marks' fault. Those are the two to blame. Yeah, so you said five. You know, then now you, you're wondering why things are going wrong. They said there's a five thirty <laughs> press that? conference, and you don't show right. up at five thirty. And you know what? That's not a good culture. Five thirty yeah. means five thirty. Brooklyn, five thirty means five thirty. And quite frankly, you should be thanking us for taking it, and you're making us wait. Well, now we're going to have to reevaluate whether we take it. Now, yes, is going to take it, but I don't know. Right. I mean, we've got to do point God, the whole thing. They just have a disregard for the greatness of the show and the things yeah, that we do. I mean, I think it's important enough to play on, not to derail a show. Again, oh. 530 is 530. It's not 545. Epic right. miss. Couple of mi- hey, it's a couple of minutes. I get it. But, you know, you're eight minutes late, and this is this is why. This is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, this is this is how losing starts. <laughs> this is how you get five coaches in five years. This is the these yeah, are the, the little see? things. Little things lead to that. Peter Rosenberg here, and let me tell you about Bath Fitter. They did a great job with mine. My bath was customized for the needs I had and requested. The process was easy. One expert installer done it in a day. It's not a demo. It's not a mess. There's it's. It's it's a permanent high quality solution is what it is with a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like me for a limited time get zero percent interest or save five hundred dollars on a complete bath fitter system. Start designing your bath today. I do bathfitterdesign.com. There is only one bath fitter. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You know, Don, the uh, the great ones can admit when they're wrong. I don't know if you realize that. And I owe the Brooklyn Nets a little bit of an apology. There was a window of when he was going to talk, anywhere from 5.30 to 5.50. So it's not like they're late. We were given a window when they were going to talk. They never said they were going to start at 5.30. So me jumping on the Nets was just, it was just wrong. Was I feel it? so bad about it. Yeah, it was oh. wrong. So what do you do about it then? I, I apologize. I say, hey, I'm sorry, Nets. Now explain why you fired a coach again. Well, well who, who does things in windows? Well, I mean, hey, a lot of well, people do things in windows. No. No. I, I, well, especially at the old Sky Dome, remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, because you know, do we say that the K show is in the 3 to 6.30 window? Oh, we're three to six thirty. What time's your press conference? For God's, I'm not letting them up, Michael. You I'm can letting apologize. Them up. I'm not letting them up because if it was truly all right, they're going to start at five thirty, and they didn't, then they deserve to be drilled like Richard. But they didn't say that. They said there was a, the window between five thirty because you got to address the front office people and all that. Who knows what's going on there? Oh, for so God's sake! They they get an apology from the caster because that's how I roll. All you know, right, speaking well, of the Sky Dome, the, I, I can't yes. give you names. But there was a player on the Blue Jays during batting practice who told his teammates to go look up at a, a certain window in that hotel that overlooked the, um, the field. This was before fans were in the, in the stands, you know, taking early BP. And he had a very famous um, starlet, let's put it that way. Okay. And he proceeded to have relations with that scar, uh, starlet right in the window so all of his teammates could see. Now, did she know this? I don't know. Knowing her, she probably did. 
Oh, so you know she the didn't, person. See, I, know, I know both people. I don't know them. Per- I know one person. No, but I'm saying, you going to shoot me a text at some point? No, of course. Of course. Okay. But let's just say no, the starlet does not have a history of being shy. Okay. All right. Let's go to JP in Queens. JP. Michael, Don, Peter, huge fan of the show. Thank I was just you. calling Thank because you. I had to... I had to disagree with, with Richard. He's just dead wrong on his spring training nonsense. What do you got? There. Rip okay. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. They're obviously training in the winter for the season, which is played in the spring, right? They're training for the spring. I think it's clear as day. Um, and that was just an absolutely horrible take. Yeah, you know what? It, sound, it sounds, JP, like he ruined your day as much as he ruined yeah. ours. Kill. He did. I was having a great day. I was yeah. taking in the show. You guys are incredible. It just derailed everything. All of a sudden he I just couldn't agree with you. Terrible take. Anymore. He is a terrible take. And let me, let me let you in on a little secret, JP. You ready? He was on hold I'm for ready. two hours for that. Two hours. Oh my gosh. He was two hours waiting to tell us that spring training should be winter training. My goodness. Yeah. He wants us to ask the commissioner of baseball about it. Yeah, he, he wants me to demand, not ask. He wants me to demand that it's changed. <laughs> Get you know Bob Manford on the phone. Yeah, Come Bobby. Idea. Hey, Bobby. Listen, you gotta Bob. you gotta change all the T-shirts and all that <laughs> to tell you winter meetings not spring. Thanks, JP. Let's go to um, Matt in Middletown. Matt. Hey guys, uh, great show. So far. sorry, I can't get over the the Richard comment. My goodness. Um, <laughs> anyways, I haven't been able to call in a while. It's just it's it's yeah that that was that was horrific stuff. Um, but glad I got to meet meet you at the beach bash this year, John. I really haven't been able to call since. Uh, but yeah, back to the Nets uh, coaching situation. I'm a Nick fan, and even I'm shaking my head. Like, what what are they doing? Like, I don't even like feel like the rivalry is kind of dying between the two of them just for this season because it's it's just a non competitive basketball team at this point. They only have a direction. I mean, well, I mean, uh, rivalry dying. I mean, that Matt, that strong. Um, and we thank you for the phone. I don't think there ever was a rivalry. Even when even when Irving and Durant were there, the Knicks are still the Knicks. I mean, I hate to say it. You know, the Nets are part of the Yes family. I'm certainly a big part of the Yes family. I'd love to see them do well and have us get great ratings for their games. But it's not a rivalry. The Knicks are more important than the Nets in the city. They just are. And, and that's why I think that it's kind of important. Like, we were just talking about the Giants and Saquon Barkley, right? The Giants can't worry about the popularity of the player. they got to do what's right for their team. But I do think there are some teams in this market that have to think about making a splash and trying to stay relevant. And I think the Nets are in that position here. They've got a lot of PR damage control after what happened with the big three. They were not a good basketball team last year. Uh, they're lucky to get the play in this year. Um, and we're not even secure that they're going to be able to land that when it's all said and done. And I think you gotta, you've got coaches that are available, Michael, that are good coaches that I think that can actually kill two birds with one stone, make the team better and make the team relevant. And I think Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy are two of those individuals. All right, we uh, we open this segment unusually without our point god to see exactly the best point made so far in the show. So let's hear it now as we wait again for that window before it closes on us with Sean Marks. Here is today's point god. Why do we say spring training? They're not training in spring. They're training in winter. They started a week and a half ago, and their last game is around March 20th, March 22nd. The Yankees start the season March 27th, I believe. There's no training in spring. They're ready to go in spring. 
why don't we start, why don't you get in touch with Manfred and say no more spring training. It's going to be called winter training from now on. I can't believe it. that just cheapened point God and everything is stands did. for. Now I, I was thinking about filthy. this, Don. See, if you, I do. I feel dirty too. <laughs> so let, let's just think about it like this. I think it sums up today yeah. nicely. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, right? Yes. I actually picked up the phone and called Rob Manfred. I went through, you know, his people. He, he calls me back. And I said, "Listen, this is what," and I tell him that. I guarantee that either Hal Steinbrenner. Or Randy Levine would get a call and said, I, I, "I think your play-by-play guy's starting to lose his mind." Yes, that would be the that would be the outgrowth of that if I actually made that suggestion to Rob Manfred. I, I think it's time for Kay to go, Michael. If we were um, on, if we had him on the show, right, and we had the the technical difficulties, unfortunately, I I, I was only got the one question in the Greg Maddox because we we're having some problems here at the Garden. I do apologize for that. And let's say you got disconnected and it was just me and him. And it was an hour interview and I literally ran out of questions. I would not ask that. I would ask him how he's doing, what his favorite movie was, before I would actually ask him that question. How's the back of his belly? That would be before. How's the back of your belly for a sleigh ride? Right. I would ask him that. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Sean and Islip. Sean. Hi, Sean. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm listening to the show. I'm loving it. I just called the Rip Richard man. <laughs> Ripper. Oh my god, you waited two hours for that. Oh yep. wow, that's awful. How's it going, guys? But these are these are the things, Sean, that really occupy his his brain they synapses. Do. You know, I mean, he really cares about this stuff. He he's not trying to be a hot take guy. This was on his mind, Don. And it's on his mind while he's trying to do the job of a dentist, and hopefully he does it well. I have a troubling development, by the way. What's that? What is that now? Richard disconnected. He was on hold for 40 minutes, then called back and was on hold for another two hours. So it was 2.40. Yeah, it was 2.40. That he had to say, it's not spring training, it's winter training. That's right. Why, why is somebody talking about Sabanajat? What am I hearing in the background? I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing Ranger play-by-play in my ear. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd. And it's, and it's Kenny, it's too. That's Kenny, and he's doing a great job, but uh, there's nothing going on in the ice right now, I can confirm. Let's go to Joe in Connecticut. Let's see what day. Joe has to say. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, um, I called about a year ago. I think I got Don's take on this, but, Mike, you were on vacation at the time. Uh, just want to get your take on the Mount Rushmore of New York sports, meaning one one person for each of the major four sports. Give you an example. Boston would be probably pretty easy. It's probably Brady, Bill Russell, Bobby War, maybe Ted Williams. Right. You get to New York, baseball, a lot to choose from. I you know, probably pick Babe Ruth. Football, right. pretty clear, LT. Uh, you get to hockey a little more challenging. I got Mike Bossy, great score, you know, champion many times. Wow. And then I get to basketball, and I got nobody. I got maybe Clyde Frazier, I, Dr. J. Who do you got? Who is, yeah, who is the greatest basketball player? Would, it be, would you count Dr. J? He wasn't here that long. Yeah, and he won a championship, though. He did win a yeah, championship. Yeah, but he was great with the Nets. Uh, that, it was a short stay. And he's a stay, New Yorker. And he's, and he's a New Yorker, New Yorker from Long Island. So, 
I guess he'd be there. Walt, you know, you look at the Hall of Famers on that Nick team: Walt Frazier, Willis Reed, Bill Brad. I don't think Bradley would be the guy. Um, Earl Monroe. I, it would have to be somewhere between um, Clyde and uh, and Doctor J, right? Yeah, because like, who's the great? So is Clyde Frazier the greatest Nick? Yeah, it was you, you take Ewing there, out because he, he didn't win. Yeah, you know what? You, Ewing's got to be up there, but Clyde Frazier was great. And, and yeah, with Bossy, I mean, yeah, you could take Bossy, you could take Potvin, you could take Smith, you could take Trottier, you could take, uh, you know, where does um, even though Roger Gilbert never won, he's Mister Ranger. You know, is Henrik Lundqvist in there? Do you go expand to New Jersey with Brodeur? That's a tough one, man. He's right. You you can nail the four easy for Boston. Right. But New York, it's that's tough. Basketball and hockey are really tough for that Mount Rushmore. All right, we'll come back. Uh, maybe we'll hear from Sean Marks. Maybe we'll get ENN. There's so many things. Maybe. We got balls in the air today. We really do. We're juggling. But that's what makes yeah. a great show. You get Richard to, to spew what he wanted to spew, and it's on people's minds now. So it's only going to get better until 630, and then Don does a play-by-play for the Ranger game. Beautiful stuff right here on um, – oh, you know where we are. But, but yes. first – Don's going to tell us if you're in pain what to do. That's right. Friends, go see Dr. Jay Shah. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It is time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call our friend Dr. Jay Shah today at Samwell Pain. Dr. Jay Shah treats joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Dr. Shah is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shah to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same day and next day appointments available. Go to samwellpain.com. Put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shah. Go to samwellpain.com now. Regain your active lifestyle. Enjoy all of your favorite activities pain-free. Samwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Livingston and a brand new office in Englewood to serve Bergen County. Visit samwellpain.com. You'll wish you met Dr. Shah sooner. Most major insurance are accepted. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.